Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Hi, I'm Bill Cooper, your host of Living the Dream Outdoors. I'm over to Kansas City National Fishing Expo, and I've run into a lot of people over here. Of course, I've run into some old friends. Uh, some of them are really old. <laughs> but I've run into Tommy Bench. All you people from my part of the world, you know who Tommy is. He's a fishing guide over on the Gasconade River, and he's kind of moved up in the world, in the world of uh, fishing. And uh, uh, don't get to see him too much I- anymore. But, Tommy, it's good to see you again. Good to see you too, Bill. Hey, uh, we've got some history together, man. We've we do. we some time on a radio stationary ESPN out of yeah. uh, Rolla, Missouri. And after I gave it up, you took over for a while. And you keep, you, you keep going on to greater things. God keeps blessing me. I don't know what what I deserve to bless all. Be blessed as well, but He does. Oh, and, absolutely. I, well, a lot of it. You know, I always said I like to see people that work hard be successful, and uh, you've got a grand work ethic, man. It, it, <laughs> I know you go from daylight to dark, and sometimes probably wonder if you're ever going to get any sleep again. Yeah. But that's kind of part of it. But after after you left uh, the radio station, there you went to work for a, a new bass league. Yeah, the MPFL, the National Professional Fishing League. And so what I do there is I'm, I'm the bump master extraordinaire, so to speak. That's what they call me. They, I have a pretty important job, uh, checking the fish as they come in, whether, you know, we're here at the expo talking about smallmouth fishing. So in that job with the National Professional Fishing League, that's what I'll, I do is they bring in the fish. And some some lakes don't have uh, the same limits for largemouth as they do smallmouth, maybe or spotted bass. So that's what I do there. Well, that sounds like an interesting job, and I know you. You like getting your hands on fish, and yeah. so you get to see you get to see what's coming in. And I, I just I would bet a hundred dollar bill that some guy brings in a nice big bass. I, I bet you quiz him a little bit if you got the opportunity. I try to. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious to see how they caught him, but they like to talk because I'm the first person they see. Right. So they're I feel, excited. Huh? They're very excited. They yeah. they don't see nobody on the water all day besides. They're cameramen, if they, you know, and not all of them have cameramen. So I'm the first person they see. They want to let all their excitement and or frustrations out on me. So oh, I get the, I get well, the blood of all of them, oh, but I, I take yeah, it. So I'm you get both sides of the coin. <laughs> That's right. Both sides of it. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, uh, you're good enough personality. If you get somebody to come in, it's a little sire, you know. I, I'm sure you probably do your best to cheer them up a little bit. Yeah, too. I usually do. Like, oh, hey, well. man, you'll get them tomorrow. Hey, don't worry. It's a three-day tournament. you got two more days. Exactly. Try and, to keep I think a lot of people learn that lesson. That, you know, tournament fishing, you you know, I'm not a tournament fisherman, never have been, but I kind of sit back and watch the guys, you know, and man, oh, man, that's an emotional roller coaster. It is. You yeah. know, uh, you might do well one day, and, and I've seen guys, you know, they're leading that first day, man, and then... The bottom drops out yeah. the second th- yeah. day, and they might go way down the ranks. And I've seen guys, you know, 
that first day, if you have a horrible first day, it seems to have a a, a big psychological effect on it. It does, guys. yeah. And, and bouncing back can be tough, but I've seen guys do it, you know. Well, and that's usually the guys that do so well are the guys that can keep it straight in between their ears. You know what I mean? Keeping their focus even though they're not doing well, they stay the course and they just, it's a three-day process. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen a tremendous lot of, of that. And we know the, the big names in bass fishing that have been successful over the years. They're always talking about, you know, their mental state of mind. And, uh, man, I've heard guys talk about, you know, actually visualizing the fish that they're going to catch in yeah. tournaments. And some of those guys, it's pretty incredible how accurate they are. I'm thinking, hey, man, you got some kind of connection upstairs <laughs> or what, you know? Something, yeah. Some, some of them are kind of spooky, too, though. <laughs> yeah. These guys, uh, they're... They're pretty neat individuals, and everyone has a different personality, so it's neat to see, the, you know, like you said, both sides of the coin there. Absolutely. And uh, now, this league that you're dealing with, uh, are, are the tournaments held all over the United States? They are. Uh, last year, we was, uh, we was in Alabama, we was in Florida, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Texarkana, Texas. That's all I can remember. This year, we're South Carolina, back to Florida again, Tennessee. Um, where else are we going? We're going everywhere. Wow, man. So you're, you're putting a lot of miles. Oh, driving uh, everywhere. Man. Lived half my life last year in a hotel room. Well, I don't doubt, doubt that. I guess that's one of the downsides of, of the job. But still, you're young enough, though. You, I can see the excitement in your face just talking yeah. about this thing. But another thing for you, I, I know you're a very personal uh, person, you have to be if you're going to be a, a guide. But uh, I'm sure this has given you probably the opportunity of your lifetime some, to meet some top notch bass fishermen. For sure, the, the next big names you'll hear about, you know, whether um, Brandon Perkins, uh, Keith Keith Carson, um, John Sokup, all them guys, they're all great great anglers. They're going to be household names. I promise you, you guys remember them names. You'll you'll remember them. Five years from now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the guys that are hardcore bass fishermen follow these tournaments. Yeah, it's kind of like I grew up, you know, a thing we all, hey, you wasn't anybody if you didn't play baseball back in my day. That's you know, right. We were all country kids. We played on dirt lots. Even a little country school we went to didn't have much of a baseball field. But, hey, we were supportive. It was just a broomstick and a wad of tape. We'd play ball, <laughs> you know. And that's kind of the way the bass fishermen are these days. They're so intense, man. And uh, I, you're not as old as me. Tommy, and I got to watch all this from the very beginning when it, when it took off back in the 70s or so. You know, Bass Pro came on the scene, uh, Forrest Fisher and the boats and the tournaments, and the bill dance became a big thing. And I don't know if anything else in the country has ever exploded like bass fishing has. I know deer hunting is a big thing, but you still got many, many more times bass fishing than you do even even oh, deer hunters. Yeah, well, now. and that's the thing is you can fish all year. You know, deer. There's a season for deer, and so you know. So I tell people a lot of times that I think bass fishing or just fishing in general is so popular because you can do it all year long. You can do it in the winter. Just it's actually some of the best time to go. It, it really is. But the the big thing that I've seen in bass fishing. Uh, Man, the industry has absolutely romanticized bass fishing. You know, how cool is it to have a nice pickup and a big, nice boat? And then if you're good enough, you win some tournaments and, and these sponsors start stacking up. Yeah. You know, it, it created an idealistic situation, I think, where 
everybody that bass fishes, they look up to these these guys that are on the top and seem to stay on the top, and they won't be just like them. I, I keep thinking about, hey, I want to be Mickey Mantle, you know, or right. I want to be Roger Maris or yeah. those big ball players back in the day. But the grand thing now is, and I wish this would have happened when I was in school. Now you got high school bass fishing clubs. You got college teams. Oh, I know. And you can get scholarships yeah. to go to college to yeah. fish now. I know. I never dreamt in a million years there'd be people in high school. They got teams of you know fishing teams, high school fishing teams. They're competitive. Yeah. They compete against each other. Yeah, and we just saw. Uh, what a couple months ago, two college kids won Bass Pro's million dollar yeah. tournament. Can you imagine being in college and winning? Oh my goodness! I'm starving to death in college. <laughs> and now, now, now these guys walk off with a million dollars, couple trucks and boats, and but isn't it great though that the industry has gotten behind these kids? And teaching them, yeah, you know, no, it's amazing. Them. It's it's good for them, though. Oh, it's absolutely. good to get these kids out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's good for everybody. And of course, we're old guys like me. The slogan used to be, you know, if you keep them hunting and fishing, it'll keep them off the streets and it'll keep them out of trouble. Yeah. Well, there's no statistics to prove that, <laughs> but, but, but we wore that phrase out back back in the day. Yeah. You know, but I think in general, we we know that kids have got a good outdoor base. Uh, they become leaders, man. I mean, they do all kinds of great things in our society. So it's it's a great thing for us to do. Is your league in, involved in anything like that to do with youth, or how does that? They're work? they're moving in that direction. Right. I think well, they're, they're pretty new. They're very new. Last year was the inaugural season, so they're they're expanding and going to have like a few what they call feeder league, where you, it starts down in the younger generation, and then you can kind of work your way up to earn that right to become. The, it's to the pro level, just like they have BFLs and in, in the elites. You know, they they got like a almost like a minor league, so to speak. You know, like right. speaking of baseball, have like a minor league division to where you you excel there, then you move on up to the big boys, and then go from there. Yeah, well, it sounds like a great way to go. Well, Tommy, it's been interesting for me. You know, we don't live that far apart. And like I say, I didn't get to see you much in the last year, but it's been interesting to watch your career and the great and exciting things are happening for you. And that's because of, you know, two or three reasons. Uh, your lifetime of experience, uh, your enthusiasm, man, you just eat up with this stuff. I said, that's crazy, Tommy Bench. You know, it's all he talks about is fishing, 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 <laughs> that's it. you know. And, uh, uh, now you're into a, a new radio show. Yeah, Tell us about I've got that. a great a great deal going. You know, it's still in the works. It's very very new, but um, it's 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 an outdoor radio show, just like what you and I used to do at ESPN at Rolla. Right. And um, but on a much much larger scale. You know, you a lot bigger sponsorships and and uh, and the out the reach is just so much larger. It's almost like. Um, I don't know. It's it's crazy, it's, and it's all because of who I just the the league is kind of how I got that deal. Right. You know, it's just baby steps, stair steps, whatever you want to call it. You know, going from being a fishing guy to you, you and Brent for Z and some Milo and guys like that writing articles about me, then having the radio, and it just kept going, progressing from there. And that's how this happened, just because of that. They're asking me to host this show, and yeah. And well, I don't want to make your head swell or anything, but. <laughs> And you've watched it. I've watched. I'm 72 years old, so I have seen a ton of it. There's millions of young men out there that like to be sitting where you're sitting, right? And so there's there's got to be factors that separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. That's right. And uh, I see a lot of people that want to be overnight outdoor celebrities. You yeah. Know? Well, it doesn't happen overnight. No, it don't. You know, where did you start? 
this and on the, the well you mean as far as radio no for for your whole career oh. as, as a kid how did you start i just grew you know honestly uh one of the outfielders said you're the best fisherman around here you ought to be a guy <laughs> I said, oh, I ain't doing that. I'm serious. He wanted me to guide. And I said, no, I don't want to. I don't know. It'd be weird to take strange people. And here I am, 14 years later, still guiding people. Yeah, So exactly. But the thing is, the passion grew into something that was feasible. Yeah. It's pretty nice to start making a little money off it of is. it, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, that's right. And then one thing led into another. You and I... Gosh, I don't even know how we first met. I, maybe you came over for the radio show, I think. Somebody told me about you. I don't know. I started a smallmouth group. But no, what was it? I know I take I taken you on a guide trip so you could write an article. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think I started that smallmouth page on on social media. Yep. And that thing's blew up. There's almost there's 3500 people on that page now. I know, but but see what is happening here. It's almost like the pieces of a puzzle that are coming together. Yeah. And you're doing all the right things. Uh, I've watched so many young folks try to get started in the outdoor industry, and, and they burn themselves up in the first yeah. six months. You know, they're just going crazy, going, you've got to have some kind of organized approach. You've got to make an effort to connect with the right people. For sure. And, and, and you understand this more now than you ever have in your career connecting with media folks it's, it's huge it's a great way to it go is. because they know other media folks that's it's right like bill cooper can't write every article about no. you that needs to be written no so if you've got a network of outdoor writers radio tv people mm -hmm. that you uh, make contact with they've all got friends your friend list is growing it just keeps doubling every year. Exponentially, yeah. It does, yeah. And then, big time. and then these pro anglers, you know, getting to meet them. And they have these sponsorships to these big companies and corporations. So right. they're, an, they're a big influence on this, too. Well, one of these anglers in particular is who suggested me because they're a huge sponsor of that radio show. And they they, asked, they wanted me. They said, hey, Tommy Bench would be the perfect guy for this. He works go. with professionals already. So right. I've, got, I've got the talent right there in front of me to right. bring on the show with all these pros. Well, it's interesting watching this develop for you because, gosh, 25, 30 years ago, uh, back when Bass Pro in Springfield was the only store at the time. You know, it was the mothership. It was the only Bass Pro, and they just starting to grow. Well, they'd have a spring fishing classic and a fall hunting classic. The biggest names in the industry would come in there, and I was just starting up in radio, and I thought, how cool would it be if I could get my foot in the door with Bass Pro and start interviewing these guys? Well, they jumped all over it. Man, they'd give me a, uh, put me up in a motel and feed me and give me an office to work out of and line me up with all these big celebrities. You know, I got radio shows with people like Roland Martin, Bill Jordan, and Realtree, you wow. know, Michael Waddell. Yeah. I, I'll show you pictures sometime. The uh, Bone Collector. I, yeah, I, I did a, a radio show with him and, and Bill Jordan back when Waddell just started, and I took a photograph. He looked like he's 14 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he was young back then, though, when he first started. He, he was. That's, yeah, just a pup, and that, yeah. that's been a while ago. But youngsters out there that want to get into the outdoor industry, hey, pick a model or two. Quiz those guys. Ask them how they've done it. Yeah. The thing is, you've got to take the instruction to heart. It's not an easy road. No, like you said, a lot bags of bags under your eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. 
from all the sleep we don't get, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we uh, there's there's a lot to put into it. You know, there's it just it takes time. It's, it progresses. You know, and you just got to do all the right things. Be fortunate enough to meet the right people too. I mean, I'm blessed. Like I said, it it, it I can't really say this is all on me and I did all this and I earned it all on my own. I had good people like you and a lot of people that helped me along the way. You know these guys and you're just meeting the right people and then next thing you know they're like hey i think you know we got your name from so and so and i'm like wow this is like i've said it a million times i mean i mean whether you're a godly person or not i am but either way god but he just he always he has always blessed me even when i least expect i'm thinking man i don't know what i deserve for this because well, I, I i think he honors our work too he knows our hearts and our good intentions yeah. and, and the thing is you and i know how valuable fishing and doing anything is uh how valuable it is to the citizens of this this country yeah. we've seen with covid what have people done they've turned to the outdoors that's all they do just another fishing perfect. went crazy whenever covid hit that's it, guide trips every day of the week it you really know? does yeah. and, and from my standpoint being as old as i am it's been really cool uh in my life to to be instrumental in helping a few people get uh, uh, get started. And, you know, us old guys, I mean, we want this to continue. And we watch continuously for people, young guys mm-hmm. and gals have got talent, and we think they can really amount to something. And Tim Chelsevich is another yeah. perfect example. Ray I and I kind of took him under our, our wing and helped him get thing. Now he's he's the editor of DeerCast for Drury Outdoors. Wow. And uh, Tim's pretty sharp, and it happened pretty quick for him. But I expect him to to do even greater things in the future as well i expect tommy best to do yeah I hope even so. greater things yet well tommy uh right here in the close of this segment tell us how maybe people can listen to your radio show well um right now like i said it's all new it's um i think it's sixteen ten. just follow me on facebook and social media go. instagram because i'm going to post all that as it progresses and becomes reality it's it's we're, the plan is to start the first week of april so right now it's all on the planning stages getting everything put together we're going to do a promo recording next week actually um middle next week tuesday or wednesday so just follow along you know and, and you'll, you'll just it's going to be great. It's going to be good. We don't, like we said, we talked to our Mark Miller and I, and, and, and uh, we don't want it just to be good. We want it to be great. So we're going to I, do I have everything. no doubt about that. From man. the very beginning. Not yeah, just, you know. exactly. Yeah. Uh, hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. That's right. You bet. Well, well, Tommy, you you built a career, done done great, and great things are happening. I can't thank anybody that deserves it any, anymore. you got the work ethic, and that's that's key, man. Uh, good luck. Keep thank up you. the work. Hey, f- folks, it's been Tommy Bench and Bill Cooper. We're over in Kansas City at the Fishing Expo. And uh, hang with us because I'm going to be talking to some, some other folks here at the show. I'll be right back. Hi everyone, Brandon Licklider here with the Marys County Bank. Um, today I wanted to talk to you real quickly about the pre-qualification process. Um, as we've talked about, there's a lot of really nice properties out there and this process can help you be ready to buy when the time is right. Um, typically at the bank, um, what we're going to collect to pre-qualify would be two years financials at minimum. Um, so we're going to be looking for tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs, anything that's applicable to the transaction itself. And of course, a completed application. We do have several ways we can get that application to you via our website or via encrypted email. Make the process secure if you're not local or if there's you know any special circumstance we need to work with. Um, from there, we're going to go through a review process where we're going to go through questions with you and we're going to really look at um, your situation as it pertains to the transaction, um, gather all of that information and really make the best decision for you um, moving forward. 
And again, this this process is really designed to be a help to help you be prepared to buy when the time's right. So, as we've talked about, these properties are really booking up fast. So when you see them out there, you know what your buying power is. You know what you're capable of doing. It allows you to act quickly and and be in the running for some of these great properties. Um, in closing, here, just want to let you know that the Marys County Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. And if you have questions or you'd like to talk through this process with me, feel free to reach out to me at 573-265-4600. Again, my name is Brandon Licklider with the Marys County Bank. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. We're over at Kansas City. It's this fishing show. And I was talking in the first segment about meeting some old friends over here. And I keep bumping into old friends. <laughs> I got to sit here with me, Brian Wilson. We've known each other for quite some time. And, of course, Brian's from over to Jerome, Missouri. You guys know him as Stainwater Bow Fishing. That's right. Hey, uh, Brian, uh, this is the first afternoon of the show. I've been a fair crowd in here, but tomorrow will be the big day. And, man, you got a double boot. Here, what's what's a double booth? You got to know people to get that. <laughs> I wish I'd have brought more stuff with me to fill it up. Yeah. It started out as a single, and we just grew from there. So yeah, well, uh, Brian, you've uh, man, uh, you and I've been on radio shows, and I think podcast time or two, and it's it's uh, been amazing to watch you grow your business you. uh, over the few years and. Uh, <laughs> I check your stuff every day because you're you're a workhorse when it comes to posting that social media stuff. Yeah. You know, I like to keep people informed with stuff. Well, it's not just that; it's entertaining, oh, man. Because yeah. yeah. it, it's fun to see. Yeah, you got people all ages that get on that big boat with you, and it, it's fun, of course, to watch the kids as watch the people get their first fish and mm-hmm. you know stick them with an arrow and all the excitement yes, that that goes on. But uh, over here at the the show, uh, uh, are you? Do you expect to pick up a good amount of business here from the show? We'll get a few, I'm sure, but that's really not the whole point of the show. The point is to show everybody what we do, what we're about, what we can provide for them, and just talk to them. Just visit, basically. You betcha. You don't have any problem doing that, do you? No, no, I don't. I'll go home. My jaws will be swelled up talking so much. Uh, Well, uh, I know... uh, We've we've talked about this a number of times. You're going to think I'm just repeating stuff, but you know, uh, back when I was going to school, three R's. Some people said it was reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, teachers I had it was repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, <laughs> so we'll kind of do the same thing. Uh, kind of tell people. I, I think it's always great for people to know, particularly new folks that may have never done this before. Kind of describe to us uh, in a couple, three minutes what uh, what an actual trip is like. What can people expect on a bow fishing trip? Well, on a bow fishing trip, you know, we'll take you out night or daytime. You're going to see anywhere from 10-inch long fish to 5 feet long. Wow. Um, of course, you don't have to be an experienced bow shooter to do it. Some of our best shooters are people's never even touched a bow. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just getting out, seeing nature. We see a lot of deer raccoons in the water at night yeah you know just all kinds of stuff just yeah well describe this boat people think you know, boat you know what you're talking about maybe a little john boat or no it's a, <laughs> a pretty big boat it's a 20 foot by a 72 inch bottom uh, aluminum boat it's got a 250 horse and we got a bunch of lights on the front 
They kick on. You can see in the water at night and all that stuff. And that's one of the coolest aspects, I think, of this whole thing with those big, powerful lights you got, particularly if the water's pretty clear. Man, you could just see everything on the bottom of that river and all the detail and all the critters in the oh, water, too, yeah. you know, whether it's turtles. Uh, Seen a few snakes at night. We don't want to talk about a that few. too much, probably. A don't few. want to scare anybody yeah. off. But it's not like there's a lot of snakes out there. But I've seen all kinds of interesting things. Uh, I remember being on a Jack's Fork one time, golly, probably 30 years ago. It was a rider's deal. We weren't even gigging. We were just taking a boat ride and really looking at things on the bottom of the river. I'd never seen any so many giant crayfish in my life. The, yeah. the big boulders were just covered up with them, you know. Uh, I want to go back and go crawdad fishing. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, they're on Taney Como. They'll actually hang on the side of the hydrilla. We will run through there just idling real slow at night. And you know those little kids fishing nets? Right, yeah. We'll take them. You just hold them out the boat, and you're raking them right off that. You're and kidding. they're big. Big enough to eat. We'll fill a couple five-gallon buckets up. In oh, man, and have yeah. a crawdad boil? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to yeah. get down there for that. That's yeah. worth the trip yeah, itself. Yeah, about a month's worth of time that it's like that. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, with your boat up in your area, what what areas do you you cover out of your boat? Basically, the whole state. Wow. Right? Whether it be lake, river, doesn't matter. We're on it. Yeah. At some point, we got two boats that we run. So. And and I recommend you know that people particularly are beginning to do a river trip and then do a lake trip. Yep. Just a comparison be, between yep. the two is a bit shocking. Uh, I was uh, shocked the first time I went to the Lake of the Ozarks and rode along. And of course, I'm usually running a camera. I just soon do that as do the bow fishing. You know, and I love them both. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I was shocked at how many carp and buffalo uh, and gar that you'd see even at Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, lake yeah yep. there's a ton of fish there yep. and I, th- I think you know i think you're doing a actual service to get some of these rough fish out of out of the river system and now we're dealing of course have been for the last 20 years with the silver carp the asian carp mm-hmm. and you Big guys heads. yeah and you guys take yep. a bunch of those out as well yep well what about your new business down in uh, uh on uh tiny como you've got a new captain down there working yeah, no, i got i got josh isaacs uh he went to school and got his captain's license and we run uh branson's full throttle fishing adventures down there do Trophy stripers, walleye, bass, trout, you know, the normal normal stuff, I call it. Yeah, nor- you know, normal yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've uh, been watching him on Facebook. Well, look like he's staying pretty busy, too. Oh, yeah. Between his stuff and then my stuff, he just had a gigging trip last night. Yeah. So. Well, I watch you. I I don't know how you keep up the pace. It just seems like you never get a never get a break. You're yeah. out on the water all the time. But I never hear you complain. What's no, the deal with that? I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, some things, some things. I tell you, uh, we're just passionate about. But it, it's it's fun for me to watch. It has been over the decades. People that kind of hone in on one thing, you know, and man, they get they get to be the experts on it. Some of you guys kind of remind me of old college professor I had. At, I have to call him Dr. Glenn Weaver. Now, he's just an old boy from down in Houston, Missouri. No, well, good old boy. Then. Yeah, he was a pretty good baseball player, and he got a college uh, scholarship up at Mizzou to play baseball. Now, Glenn was pretty sharp, too, but he, wa- he wasn't the smartest dude when he was a freshman. He decided uh, he was going to fish and stuff instead of going to biology class. Mm-hmm. The guy never went to biology class, never showed up, except for tests. He took the test. He got an A in the class. Uh, that's how sharp he was. Really? But the good old professor called him and said, 
nobody passes my class if you don't show up. So Greg, Greg got his first F in life. <laughs> and he's still on his transcripts. Huh? No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So Greg got an F. It was pretty funny, you know. But he wound up staying at the University of Missouri as a professor in the newly formed uh, uh, Parks and Recreation School. Mm-hmm. And I studied under Glenn. He was an advisor of mine, both in undergraduate school and graduate school, and just a good old boy. And after I left, they expanded that department into parks, recreation, and tourism. Well, they needed a tourism expert in the parks and recreation department. And Glenn got saddled with the uh, with the responsibility. And Glenn wrote a book on tour- developing tourism in communities. Mm-hmm. And he said, I hardly knew how to spell the word Oh my goodness. <laughs> when I first started out. Well, that book became so popular worldwide, it's still considered kind of the Bible of tourism development in the world. Really? And that, yeah, after that thing was published, he had, he had governments from all over the world wanting to hire him to be their, quote, federal tourism director. Tourism director, yeah. I, I said, Glenn, I'm going to tell people you couldn't even spell it, you know. So <laughs> some of you guys kind of remind me the same way because people look at, uh, you know, people like you and Billy Smith and the Tommy Bench look at you guys as kind of the experts, the gurus in your your particular area you know now when you started out as a kid did you ever think anything like this would happen no sir especially when i was bending over pouring concrete all day (laughs) last thing i ever thought was about fishing for a living (laughs) but you know we've grown up in a great era in the state of missouri because you know i can remember i'm old enough i can remember when there wasn't any deer in turkey at all to speak of you know and and we had the missouri department of conservation that came on the scene in about 36 or 37 and a lot of restoration programs began and now look at the deer and the wild turkey we've got look at the fish we've got in the rivers you know and uh, we've even seen a lot of streams get uh, cleaned up but i think as far and i've shot fish Take Louisiana, Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi, Kansas. Number I've been all over the place. To me, Missouri is still the best. As is that as, right? As far as just wildlife in the whole, right? The woods, the animals, the fish we got. To me, it's still the best. It, it's really a cool experience to get into kind of the outback of Missouri. You know, to get on these these rivers and of course southern Missouri. Man, we've got all these national forest lands, about two million acres. Department's got about a million acres yep. anymore. Corps of Engineers. Man, we are so fortunate. Yeah, of course, you and I could walk right out our front or back exactly. doors and, yep. and be right there, and, you know, and kind of treat it as it's ours to do what we want with. Yeah, a lot of my buddies, like in Florida, they can't hunt their national forest like we do. It just drives them nuts. They, oh, yeah. I, I, I guessed. And the sweet thing about our national forest, you can go out and camp anywhere. You know, uh, I mean, we are such fortunate people. But uh, Brian, maybe being a little selfish here, I feel like you and I. And all the guys like us have to take a little bit of credit for all this happening, you know. We're, we're the guys that voted on that one-eighth of one percent sales tax. Nobody likes taxes, you know. But Missourians have been great at taxing themselves, and it generates about $220 million a year for our conservation department. Yep. You can do a lot of stuff with $220 million. I'd like to try it one year. Yep, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, well, Brian, you, you built a tremendous business, man. Where do you right. see where you see it going from here? Um. I'd say bigger. I'm already thinking about a third boat. Already. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. And then we're getting ready to 
Have you been to your psychiatrist recently? That's what my wife said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting ready to maybe start, not this season, but the next one, that tour boat in the Branson Table Rock area. Yeah. And I'll put my wife in charge of that one because I can't go. keep up with what I got. There you go. So. Well, I, you know, I see you guys, like I say, every day I see your stuff. And of course, I grab a lot of it and share it on some other pages and that sort of thing. But I see all these fish that you're, you're getting, you know, but I never see you cooking. Don't hardly have time. Man, that's we're a shame. We're to have a big cook this winter, though, when you're coming. Hey, you bet I will, man. Too bad we're not doing it at night. I'm starving to death. Yeah, I should have brought the fish cookers. Really, we could have fired them up in the parking lot. Well, hey, that, so. that's a fact, man. Yep. But, hey, th- think about that uh, next year. You know, uh, last few years, I'm in the Merrimack Valley Baptist uh, Association, and we're getting ready to have a big men and games uh, dinner. Uh, men and boys wild game dinner and that's always fun and i've helped those guys with some gigging expeditions in the last three or four years well you gig all these fish and they just take them all home and yeah. i said man i'm not doing this anymore if i don't get some fish to yeah, eat so we got for now we'll bring two or three cookers you know and have yeah. some good old fish and Nothing fries and onions no right on the gravel bar if you've killed it oh and, it, and it's so much fun yeah. to me that is the epitome of the ozark yep. there's nothing more ozarkian than cooking suckers that's on the, right that's right, right on our gravel bar man and of course one of my favorites somebody always brings some of them old cheap canned biscuits you know oh, yeah. it's hey. like they're the only one that's ever seen a biscuit fried <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, we used to do that, but we'd take a, a bag of some kind, put cinnamon and sugar, and make cinnamon rolls. Oh, well, yeah. I've heard of that. Well, yeah. Oh. Wait, I love to take those things. You just plop them in that grease, and when they're done, they float to the top, just a golden yep. brown. Take them right out of there. Ooh. And I like to put apple butter on them. Yeah. Man, you talk yep. about a feed. Hey, you're making me hungry. Uh, yeah, well, dinner time's coming up here for long, but I, I, I think we'll make it. Eat some barbecue tonight. But again, we're at the Kansas City National Fishing Expo. Great, great show. Uh, and of course, you can't make this one time, time this podcast airs. It will be gone, but watch it. Watch for them for next year. Come out, man, and, and uh, talk to some of these great guys. Brian's always looking for somebody to talk to. Always. Well, Brian, once again, man, it's been fun. We've Thanks, had some Bill. good times and oh, yeah. together and looking forward to doing uh, some more yep. but folks don't go away we need to take just a short break here but uh i'll be right back with more living the dream outdoors podcast well once again it's giveaway time this is my favorite part of the show and uh thankful to all of our sponsors there's about 20 of them that uh donate uh, prizes for us to give away and these prizes and gift cards are usually worth about a hundred bucks so it's a good prize so be sure and register and the way to register is to go on to the living the dream outdoor podcast facebook page like the page and then type in your name and that automatically enters you into the uh, drawing all right let's get with it here uh stir around in the hat draw out a name Looks like Mr. Harold Selby. Selby's quite a bass and crappie fisherman. Spends a lot of time over the Lake of the Ozarks. And uh, Harold, you're the lucky winner of $100 worth of uh, Pico fishing lures. And I don't know exactly what they'll send. Probably some bass and crappie lures both. But I'm sure you'll put them to good use. I'll get a hold of you and have Pico lures send those uh, that uh, gift package right straight to your home address. Lucky Harold, boy, he does catch a lot of fish, though. But uh, a lot of things going on in the outdoors. Just in uh, another week or two, there'll be the Missouri 
catch and keep trout season in the trout parks will open up march the 1st and uh, hey if it's a good sunshiny day i'm sure there'll be thousands and thousands of people who will attend the opening day ceremonies at the four trout parks in the state of missouri Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and I'm over at the fishing show in uh, Kansas City. And it's like old homecoming. I was talking about in the first two segments. You know, I met folks uh, that I've known for decades, man, and we're having a great time here at the show. And I'm sitting in Billy Smith's booth right now. And Billy, how long have we known each other? Oh, goodness, Bill. I believe the first time we met was at that youth turkey hunt event up in northern Shannon, part of Shannon County at, at Shannondale Timber. I think, and that's been, my goodness, 20 what, 15, years 20, 20 years ago probably yeah. we met. Yeah, I think yeah. that's exactly right. And of course, I'd already heard tales about Billy Smith. Well, the, he, yeah, but they're probably like, not true. He's he kind of <laughs> like the Robin Hood of the Ozarks, I think. You, know? <laughs> you can't tell about what you hear about me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And then, next thing I knew, I'm hearing uh, crazy wild man Ray I talk about Billy Smith. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, well... <sighs> I don't know if you could take what he says to the bank or not, but you know. <laughs> well, oh. I tell you, we've had some good time with yes. Mr. Ray I over the decades out on the rivers and turkey yes. hunting. And, and you hey, Billy, Mr. Ray I is as eat up with turkey hunting as you are with smallmouth fishing. Oh, he is. And, and you know, I have had the pleasure of being around a handful of excellent top-notch turkey hunters and callers and ray i is in that top elite group i listen to him call and work a turkey and it just is astonishing and i've been hunting turkey since you know in the late 60s when i was a kid and my dad has uh, take me and my uncles and and uh i've got an uncle that is just was tremendous i mean uh, tom stuckey put him in the top five turkey hunters he's ever been around in his life you know at one time back in the day and and uh, when i've been with ray but ray is a gentleman he's fun and he's everything you know and I always think about, and I was telling somebody just earlier today that when I started this venture, you know, of course, Jim Anderson and Joe Schaffer and you and Ray I from the get-go have been so instrumental in guiding me, supporting me, and everything in this endeavor that I'm doing. And then those that come along a little later, like it was Brandon Butler or, you know, and I'm missing a few others that's not thinking off the top of my head. But you and Ray, from the beginning, I met Ray several years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a funny story. Oh, (laughs) I want to hear it. You want to hear it? I want to hear it. Okay, I was on the uh, working, I was a ma- I'm a retired maintenance employee, National Park Service, and I was on the way to St. Louis for a training session. And my boss and I stopped up there around Hillsboro at a Bob Evans restaurant eating breakfast before we come on into the Arch for a week long training. And as we were sitting there eating, I seen this suburban pull up, and I believe it said Cabela's on the side, and and uh, seen his character get out, and the I character. told, yeah, and I told uh, Tom, I said. I think I know who that is right there. I'm going to see. So I sat there and, you know, after a while and come in. Of course, being the bashful person that I shy that I am, <laughs> finally I told Tom, I said, well, I'm going to go check it out. I think that's Ray I. And, and anyway, he, I was on, we were on one side of the restaurant and 
I, wa- I went around to the bathroom and I walked by his table and I come back and I thought, oh, that's him. I know it is. <laughs> so I sat there with Tom for a minute and finally said, I can't stand it any longer. I'm going to go find. And, and I just walked up to the table and I looked at him and I said, are you who I think you are? And he liked the fellow. He said, who do you think I am? Alex Rutledge? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, oh, and he got ticked. He just busted. So we started talking and visiting, and I told him where I was from and, and that. Well, it just so happened he was, that was early, late winter, and he was going to be doing a turkey camp in, in the area. Uh-huh. So he asked me, you know, would I be interested in taking him on the river, listening for turkeys and how hunting that river? We talked sure. about hunting off the river. So our our introduction and stuff started from that story. But that's so funny. Yeah, he just looked up and said, "Who do you think I am, <laughs> Alex Rutley?" You know. And I, yes. So anyway, we met. I met Ray, and ever since then, you know, it's just taken off, just like with you. And such a great support, such a great guy. And and uh, I appreciate him much. You you bet. Yes. Well, Ray I and indeed is quite a character, Billy. We've known him for decades. But uh, I don't know if you know this, but way back before the youth deer season started, Ray I held a camp, and some of us helped out down on Pack Ranch, and we held the very first youth deer season right there. There was actually oh, I, I didn't. I there didn't was actually some that. special legislation passed to allow us to to do that. And I think yeah. we had eight kids in, and uh-huh. uh, seven of them harvested deer, and one little guy missed. He wasn't very happy with himself. He oh. cried big crocodile tears. Oh, said, you know I it. still do that when I miss. Yes, uh, yes. But then that that's wonderful, and that's the kind of guy he is. You know, I mean, he's just... Oh, uh, the youth uh, yes. programs. See, yeah. We've done so many youth programs together over the years. And Ray is still a keynote speaker at the National Wild Turkey Federation's yeah. annual banquet, and he's been uh-huh. doing that for a couple decades or more. Oh, yeah. But Ray is a big-time entertainer. Yes, he is. How did we get to talk about Ray? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what in the world would cause our, us to think of him, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, man. I'll be in here in a sports show, and I don't even know if he's fished. Now, you'd laugh at this one. I took him to Mexico one time. Ray was working on a series uh, called Chasing Spring. He'd already turkey hunted in seven or eight states. One of them was Hawaii. Uh-huh. I took him to Mexico, uh-huh. and uh, we killed uh, – oscillated turkeys down there and I, I told ray i said i know a fishing captain captain in colada he kind of reminded you he's tall dark handsome <laughs> mexican guy most beautiful white teeth I've ever seen in my life and when he talked he was as smooth as butter man <laughs> but he was always also connected with the tourism department down there i said ray uh if i can call in colada uh would you be willing to go out in his fishing boat it's just a pretty small boat uh-huh. kind of a skiff uh, go out across these tarpon waters up against the jungle and let him do the introduction to uh, your turkey hunting show. He said, is he a turkey hunter? <laughs> no, he probably never hunted in his life, but that's side the point. So we did that. And had the biggest time. Enchilada probably took us 20 miles, you know, along uh-huh. the jungle coast, showed us around. We backed that boat up against the jungle now. Ray turned his camera on, and Captain Ancolata did an introduction to Ray's turkey hunting show in English and Spanish both. One take of each, we were done. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow, you bet. Well, That's something. Uh, when yeah. uh, Ray put that show uh, all together and turned it into his people at Outdoor Life magazine that went up on their website for a while, good while, 
that turkey hunting show was the most popular video that ever had on the Is website. that right? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't well, that, that great? Captain Encolada had no idea what that was going to do for his business, man. Oh, yeah. The next thing I knew, he was the fishing director at Ascension Bay Outfitters, which is the premier fly fishing destination in the Caribbean. Oh, And he ran that program for years. But that did great things for me as well. That was 12, 13 years ago, and I am still working in the Yucatan of Mexico with tourism people. I worked with the government for about three years, Now I work with private Outfitters, but Ray I caused yeah. all of that. that uh, he caught. He's caused a lot of things. Though. He, he <laughs> yeah, I'm has, sure. Yes. But, uh, oh, what, what a grand grand. I know it. Guy. Man, uh, I know it. And you maybe I know on the lighter side or funnier side. Talking about that, I one time we done a. Uh, a tour on the river during the turkey season and we and one of my friends from the uh eminence he had, had his boat and we had ray and uh oh uh, they're the gals that he takes the turkey hunting and right now some of my names are skipping uh, melanie west and hillary uh, oh. and uh all oh, another one i can't think of right now anyway we took him a little ride on the river listen tried to listen for turkeys linda powell so. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. And of course, we run way up the river, and we got to, <laughs> and that, and, that, and Ray kind of entertained us when he all fell out of the boat, almost oh. and on the gravel bar <laughs> and everything. A little bit of a different different setting, but lots of fun. I took him to B Bluff on Kurt River, buddy, uh, so we had a great time. Oh, well, what a He's, great, great! Time. I know it. Well, the Kansas City Fishing Expo, Billy, uh, you've got a booth here, meeting lots of people. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You know, and of course, this is the first time that I've ever uh, endeavored into activity like this. You know, I've been kind of a low-key type person and that with my guide service, but I thought it's time to kind of maybe take a step up on it. And it's just enjoyable meeting people and telling them about where we are at down in the Ozarks and and the uh, about the Kurt River and Jack's Fork. And I've noticed a lot of response that they didn't even realize that, you know, that oh, smallmouth fishing down there, you know, everybody associates the trout fishing on the upper part of the Montauk area and that, that middle and lower current area for smallmouth and that very lower current and, and other streams, 11 point black, black river on the uh, walleye, the potential walleye, a big walleye. And, and that, so again, people are, are, are getting that message out and I'm making some good talks, having fun, learning something. You had another new experience. You did your, your first uh, seminar yes. at a fishing show man what'd you think about that i know it i mean man i'm stepping out (laughs) it's scary (laughs) oh man you you did a great presentation well thank you bill and you had some wonderful uh, photos show people those big small mouths and those giant walleye and it it, man great great program congratulating you on getting that first one on your belt Now, now Second one, third one, you got to do. You need to do a little dancing on the stage. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> the reason that, that that I could do as good as you said that, I have to go back to what you've done. You know, building that program and and that for me. You know, you know, you go. I go back and I think about the different people that have. And not ask anything for it, you know, whether it's you or Joe or Ray or Brandon and, and those that will, you know, they just, they help me and nobody, oh, if you help me, here's what I need you to do or anything like that, yeah. you know, and it's, it's We've wonderful. got a good core of people like that yes. in the state of Missouri, you know, we, we all work together and try to help each other in this outdoor media business. 
It's good for all of us. Yes, man. it is. And it, yes, it's it good is. for the people we represent. It's good for the people that listen to us and, and fish with us and all that sort of thing. Well, Billy, man, we could talk fishing forever, but I've got to wrap it up, man. And tell people how they can get in touch with you. And people, please, in your lifetime, book a trip with Billy Smith down on the Kern or Jack's Force because here's a gentleman that was raised down there, and I love it. Every time I go down the river, he's got to stop somewhere or point out a, an old place, you know, where Grandpa Jones used to live and, yeah. and talk about uh, oh, families and history and, and even myths and legends and stories. Oh, yeah. We might make something up once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, it's fun. And I, don't you expect to get this, but I've twisted his arm pretty heavily a time or two, and he has actually cooked me walleye on the banks of the current river. Yeah. Really one of the most memorable meals of my life. It, it was a good one, and it was enjoyable. Uh, absolutely. So, How can bet. people get a hold of you? Okay, it? they can contact me by phone, 573-225-3390. They can go to my Facebook site, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, and then they can inbox me a message through that, or they can go to my website, and it'll go to 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 my email. And my email is sr guide.service at gmail.com again you can contact me at 573-225-3390 through my facebook site scenic rivers guide service and tours or through my email that's sr.guide.service at gmail.com well folks thanks for listening and on behalf of Billy Smith, myself, Bill Cooper, and the Kansas City Fishing Expo, we want to encourage you to get outdoors and live your outdoor dreams. Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, the Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog. 
the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.